Alright, the tape is rolling, the light is on, and you're in the two-man booth with Nick Good. And Neil Cochran. And this is your podcast where we talk about sports, TV, movies, sometimes music. Nick, uh, you nailed it. I know, I know. It, it only took four, the fourth episode and we're 119 deep, but hey, we're, we're all human, right? I was like, oh my goodness, he smoked it. He did exactly oh, what man, he was, I was supposed just, to do. Yeah, I'm one one cup of coffee deep. I'm I'm hitting my second one. I'm just I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing because we watched three amazing episodes of Breaking Bad season yes. two. Yes. Uh, this is Throwback Thursday. We are con- Neil and I are continuing our journey through the Breaking Bad series. Probably at this point, we are more than halfway through season two now. And but Neil, before we jump into these uh, these grouping of episodes, we are doing episodes seven, eight, nine, seven Negro el e Izul. Number eight, Better Call Saul, and number nine, Four Days Out. But before we jump into those, Neil, we're going to go back two episodes of our, two of our uh, podcast episodes. We're going to go about six episodes back in the Breaking Bad universe because you may correct me on a mistake that I, uh, and I apologize to Vince Gilligan, but Neil, take it away. Um, yeah, so I had forgotten to mention it, uh, our last Thursday, thir- Throwback Thursday episode um we had discussed nick had potentially found a plot hole that um you know after jesse and walt of course give tuco their wallets keys all that kind of stuff tuco does in fact brush it back to them and they then pick it up and sort of rearrange their stuff and put them back in their pockets so their wallets and stuff was with them hence why the da did not find it so um, particularly Hank. Particularly Hank. So I found it. It was at about the seventeen mark, seventeen minute mark of the episode. For those that are curious, that are, if you're watching on Netflix because there's no commercials. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, but, again, <laughs> we're all human. We all make mistakes. But the That's biggest right. thing, it's not about not ever making mistakes, Neil. It's about admitting to them and learning from them. That's right. And it's about and that is, yeah. It's great that you can just go back and, and look. You know. That was yeah. what I, that's what I took away from it. I was like, it's nice to be able to go back and, you know, yeah. find the mistake. But anyway, no, it's all good. So, Is it Saul good? Hey, it could be. So we <laughs> that's are. The best. Uh, that's a good episode. Yeah. I think, I mean, not to tilt my hat a little bit, but uh, I think the MVP for me is going to be pretty obvious through this series of episodes. But yeah, after Neil and I will go, we'll do, we'll do a little recap of the episodes and then at the end we'll we're going to do some categories we're going to do uh our favorite quote our favorite scene and of course the mvp of the episodes but neil before we get into all that general thought of these three episodes um really good i was this is the turning point of the series i felt that's watching these um introduces you know a huge character in saul it establishes a relationship that'll have ramifications throughout the rest of the series in Jesse and Jane it potentially Walt is on the up and up potentially too so that's mm-hmm. a big obviously you know at the end of the very last episode you kind of see Oof, that yeah. he's going to have to deal with this now like because I think he always thought he was going to die but perhaps he won't now so he, he had an out exactly so to me watching the three that was my general feeling is that this really was the turning point of the series in terms of mm. it's going to really get, get into the drugs now in terms of, you know, 
are you going to be able to just own Albuquerque, New Mexico and drugs or is somebody else going to have a say in that? And, and yeah, like I said, it's going to really with Saul, Jane, I know there's, I know Gus is coming soon too. So this latter half of the second season really is going to establish sort of main, main characters for the rest of the series. So mm. that's, that was kind of my general feeling was like, Oh yeah, it does happen here because then we got a couple seasons here to, to wrap it up. So what about yourself? I honestly think that these are the best three episodes I've watched so far. Yes. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Maybe maybe you can sneak in Peekaboo there, the sure. sixth As episode. That's a bundle, but, though, that we've done. Yeah. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. I don't think any of them lagged at any point. No. Easy watching, uh, funny moments combined with, like... Better Call Saul, like, episode eight was, f- like, firing. Like, they were just pitching 120 miles per hour. Like, it was insane. That oh, episode yeah. did not quit. Um. But yeah, like you said, a, a lot of comedy, but then a lot of emotion too. Especially in uh, in four days out, I thought that it was a really well balance of of the things that make the show really good, but then the things that remind you of what it's what sort of the stakes are here. Yeah, for sure. And there's this constant under underlying theme of you know philosophical, uh, I don't know, meaning of life in a lot of ways. Like what what do we do with the time we have? And you know, there's Especially in that four four days out episode, time is such like a oh, critical yeah. po- critical character in itself, right? Mm-hmm. The amount of time they need to cook all the meth, the amount of time that Walt might have, and then when they finally get to the oncologist's office, the amount of time now he might he now has extended for himself, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I just it, I, it, I'm constantly reminded just how good the the writing is here. Like it's just the fact that I even questioned it with the Tuco thing, I, I feel bad about. Uh, I feel horrible about actually. Feel um, horrible. And, well, then we're, but we're getting, as you said, as we're getting deeper, yes, we're introducing more characters, but the characters we've known since the first season, they're starting to, you know, we're really seeing Jesse's humanity. Like we talked about last time, we're really seeing how calculated and cold Walt is becoming. We're, and we're, and then we're also seeing the effects of the job it's having on Hank. And, and the effects that, you know, this sort of life that she thinks she's living is having on Skylar. Although there was another typical manipulative Skylar scene, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, I just, it, it, it's just, it, it's building. It's, it does such a good job of building outward, but mm-hmm. also maintaining, like not leaving any of the core uh, characters behind in any way. For sure. And the introduction of Saul is just perfect. It like, not that this, sh- this is going to sound like a, like a, a slight at the show, but it's not, but cause the show never felt stale, but once Saul steps into that, into that, uh, office, into the police station, there's just like an injection of energy. The show didn't really have. Yes. Totally agree. Yeah. It, it provided, like you said, it, it's someone that's obviously really smart but then has a, a, like obviously some comedy is going to be a shady ass character. And like you said, it just, it just gave some life to it. And you're kind of like, man, this guy seems like a bumbling idiot. But then Jesse and they already are establishing like, no man, this guy's like, this is the guy you want. He gets well, like Je- off. Yeah. Well, like Jesse says, when they first go up to the, to his office and Walt's like, this is the guy we're getting. He's like, you don't want a criminal criminal lawyer. You want a criminal lawyer. Right. So, yeah. And then of course they, that, you know, you and I have never watched the show Better Call Saul, but it obviously gets in, gets into that his his background of what criminality he got himself into, um, sure. which I'm sure you find out a little bit more as this as this show goes on. Yeah, 
I, I did find it interesting too that they they did he did slip in that his n- real name is McGill as we find out in Better Call Saul his name is Jimmy McGill so that's right yeah uh, I just do the the Jew thing for the uh, for the homeboys they they, they want a, a pipe hitting member of the tribe like when we get into the episode there's so many like I can't even do it justice like Bob Odenkirk just you want to talk about chewing up dialogue. Oh yeah, they give he him just, the character to be exactly that, and he kills. He it. just does not give. He does not like it of everyone. Like his interaction with Badger at first is just so funny, <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but like I said, it's there's this humor, there's the emotion, there's the, and then of course the thing that makes the show so unique is just the the, the jargon, the technicality of it. Like especially mm-hmm. in Four Days Out, which. As much as I loved Better Call Saul because I think he's a great character, Four Days Out might be the best episode we've watched so far. I I can I can get on board with that. It's close to a bottle episode. Yeah, you know, it, close to not quite there, but just again, I mention this every time we record. The heart of the show is the interactions between Jesse and and Walt, mm-hmm. and just having an episode that's pretty much solely dedicated to that. And even even though they've we've known them for a season and a half now really fleshing out more of their relationship right and there's just such a that's such a good scene when he when jesse drops him back off at the airport and and he just looks at him he goes i i can trust you right like of course whatever happens to you your share goes to your family and like you know because we know jesse you know we we know he's not bullshitting we know that he's genuine when he says something like that yeah definitely and what i even would talk about four days out a little bit too what i think i love about it as an episode is the the landscape again like mm. they're so deep in the desert and then they got to act under pressure hot it, during the day cold at night yeah it's just this cool um like you said close as close as we've had to a bottle episode thus far mm-hmm. but it still didn't feel quite like one because there was enough no. act, there was enough stuff outside yeah. that brings you back in with like oh yeah walt still has cancer you know yeah. little things like that i think were really because it could be so easy to just like no, we're just going to focus on the drug stuff. And like in the background, yeah. you'll know that like he has cancer and he's doing cancer stuff. But they never really abandon that because it's, yeah. it's always trying to tear you between the two worlds, right? Well, I think this is a good example, and we've talked about before, of have, the advantage of having a show that has to be pretty much 46 minutes. Sure. Where it kind of cuts crazy. out the stuff. Yeah. And like, like I thought of it immediately when, when we first see Saul, like not outside of his commercial, when we first see Saul come into the police station, he's just, he just shows up and he's just, he's just like reading lines where in a show that you might have another five, 10 minutes, you might get the, oh, he actually, you actually see Badger call Saul and Saul answers the phone. And then like, there's the whole buildup. But the fact they just cut all that out and it's just him showing up, I thought was, was perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's get into the episodes here. So episode seven, Negro e Izul, which of course is black and blue. Yep. Uh, 19th of April, 2009. Rumor spreading that Jesse killed the man that ripped Skinny Pete off. Walt uses this to his advantage on expanding their territory. Meanwhile, Hank has been promoted to the El Paso office, but it's not he hoped it would be. Uh, we open up with a mariachi band <laughs> playing the titular song, Negro yep. e Izul. And it's essentially like a Greek chorus. They're just reciting what's going to happen in this episode. Um, yeah. Or I guess moving forward, because we don't really ever see the cartel, but there, there's this implication that as Heisenberg's reputation grows, that the cartel is going to move in. And get more and, involved, yeah. Um, so Hank goes to... It doesn't open with Hank, but eventually when we get to Hank, do you remember what town they say he's in? El Paso? 
Well, they're, they 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 the office is in El Paso, but they go to Juarez. Do you oh, remember why? Do you remember why Juarez is significant? No, I can't remember. What do you? That's the border town they go to in Sicario. Oh, okay. Yeah. There yeah. you go. So obviously a well-known. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Look at you making connect. You're so good at this stuff. <laughs> Attention to detail. Yeah. You know? Uh, but yeah. So essentially, we get the uh, the Mexican cartel is uh, is pissed that Heisenberg is controlling the market in New Mexico and. It they, the the refrain in the song is Heisenberg is a dead man and he doesn't even know it. Yeah. Um. We, but we open up this episode proper with Walt talking to his student Barry, and Barry's trying to. I just need to, you know give me, you gave me fifty eight percent man. I, I like studied so hard. I love chemistry. And then this is the little scenes we get where Heisenberg is infringing on Walt's character. Right. He's like, can't you give me, I was so close. Can't you give me a break? And he, and Walt goes, there's no close in science. There are right answers and wrong answers. And then Barry's like, well, can you just let it slide? Don't bullshit a bullshitter. The answer is no. Next time apply yourself. Yeah. Great. Like you said, it's, it's Walt almost like trying to refrain himself from just like Mm -hmm. reaming this kid out, which is, you know, how far Walt has come. Right. Cause I think in earlier episodes you would have seen Walt maybe been like, yeah, you know what? I will this time or something. And then he's definitely more a sensitive teacher. And then even later when it shows at the end of better call Saul, when he's marking all the tests, he, you see him writing on it, like not even close, do better. And like, like <laughs> passive aggressive or not even passive aggressive, just like rude messages to his students on their tests. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Walt, we get his first encounter with Jane. That's right. He goes he goes to see Jesse, Jane comes out and one of the first times we see somebody kind of stand up to Walt. A little bit. When he's when he's in when he's in Heisenberg mode anyway. Sure. Yeah, when he's kind of being a bit of like a like a dick a little bit. Yeah. And like yeah. trying to really push to get his way. Um he like he's you like, said yeah. he hasn't had a lot of resistance since he's been Heisenberg. Yeah. So, as he said, yeah. Cuz even when he went up even when he went up against Tuco, Tuco had this like respect for him. Because he can cook. You're, right? you're, yeah. you're, you're crazy, man. He like blows up his office and stuff like that. <laughs> I kind of miss Tuco. <laughs> Tuco is a great character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Don't you worry. Hector will come back, I promise. Oh, yeah, right. Right, right, right. H- Hector um, will be. Hector, you're going to love Hector. Does he actually end up speaking at some point? No, I don't think so, but you're just going to oh, love. So that's what makes love. him great then. That's what partially makes him so good, yeah. Yeah, so Walt is basically like, oh, you're the, she, uh, she, Jane mentioned she's the manager. He says, oh, your manager can I have a key. My son's in there. Mm-hmm. And she just is like, no, you you can use my phone, but I'm not going to just let you in. A, and then Jesse ends up coming out. Yeah. Invite Walt's in. We find out Jesse's dealing with his own, with his own trauma after seeing the uh, the ATM fall on Spooge's head. Yeah. Um. I love like all the Funyun bags and like yeah. just no mattress on the floor and he's just like smoking weed. Yeah. And, well, yeah, and Walt looks at him like he's kind of an idiot. He's just like because at first he because he calls him initially from the from the classroom being like, "Hey, that thing I said to take care of. Don't worry about it." Sure. He gets there. Jesse's trying to add all, act all badass. He puts the gun on the counter. He's like, "Well, you told me to do it. I did it." And then Walt opens the gun and looks at. He's like, "You didn't fire a bullet." <laughs> and then so Jesse comes like, I clean, didn't but say I did it. You know, I didn't. I didn't mention. I didn't mention it the last time, but at the start of that episode, at the start of Peekaboo, it opens with Jesse sort of like playing with this little beetle. Right, there's this like right. ugly beetle on the on the on the ground, and mm-hmm. he's just 
he's not harming it. He's just kind of like playing with it. He's putting his foot around it. And then Skinny Pete comes up and crushes it. And you hear the crushing sound. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, looking back now, it's obviously foreshadowing to showing Jesse's humanity. He doesn't want to hurt anything, even this ugly insect. Yeah. Especially doesn't want to crush it, but then someone else comes along and crushes it for him. Mm. Yeah. And that's kind of what we had with the ATM thing in the, at the end of the episode. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, so, so yeah, Walt is just sort of like, what the hell, man? Like, what have you been doing? And then, <laughs> and then he, uh, he needs to go meet up with Jesse needs to go meet up with his guys with combo and all and skinny Pete and badger. Walt goes instead and he realizes hearing the story because they're they're all afraid now, right? And everyone mm-hmm. else is afraid. They're like, we no one can get paid. No one's paying faster because they think Jesse killed this guy. Yeah. And this is where, like it said in the synopsis, Walt recognizes the power of the fear of mm-hmm. just this, which is what he intended in the first place. That's yes. why he sent Jesse to go there. Yes. Yeah. Like it's funny because it validated, right? It, it validated Walt in that moment. Mm-hmm. And you can see him like turning, be like, "You didn't hear it from me." You know, he he plays it really well. He's just kind of. But like, then when he turns, but when he turns around, he's got that smirk on his face when he's walking away. Yeah, because he knows like that's oh, this is good for business, you know. But the, he, but again, this is showing the difference in the way they they deal with things is because we'll we'll see later in four days out. Jesse's very sympathetic towards Walt's Walt's condition and Walt's uh, situation. Where in this, in, for, when in the inverse, Walt's more than willing to exploit Jesse's trauma in order to advance their business. Totally. Yep. Yeah, it's you're so right. Like Walt will, he's using Jesse, and like there is moments where you think that he, you know, genuinely likes Jesse, and then like you said, mm-hmm. most moments it's kind of like he's definitely using Jesse as a means to an end, which he was honest with a little bit early. But I think you're right. The more he's gotten to know him, you're surprised that more and more he continues to do it to do that. Right. So, um, yeah, it's Jesse's, this is a good episode again for Jesse. Cause it's just like, I love the way he talks <laughs> sometimes, you know, biatch and all that kind of stuff. You can, yeah, it I is, mean, it's funny. He delivers it in a way that feels really authentic, um, to their relationship. Right. So, yeah. And just the way he just does is like Mr. White still kind of thing is hilarious. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then again, we get Skylar manipulating a little bit here. I mean, she's in a desperate position. She goes to apply for a job the at her old uh, accounting firm. We find out, mm-hmm. and uh, she's applying for an entry, just like a data entry job. The woman who's taking the applications is sort of like mm, seven months pregnant. Like we'll get back to you, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then she wants to speak with her old coworker knowing and i you even kind of get this feeling at during the first interaction and it confirms later when she's talking to marie like she knows this guy has a little thing for her well there's a little sexual tension there so sure. she gets in that room and she can sort of like batter a little bit yeah so <laughs> hey you got to do what you got to do but again it doesn't does again doesn't make skylar's character any more like sure but I, and i definitely do wonder now like was that Skyler partially doing it because Walt's, you know, been so I, I I'm genuinely mm. curious. I wonder, you know, cause she thinks he's been, whole, yeah, just like he's been doing shady shit and whatever. And so I always wonder if Skyler's partially doing it to get back at him already, you know, cause well, maybe, we've seen her be like that already. We've seen her be petty like that. Yeah. And so I'm wondering on a bigger scale, if this is like, Oh, I can mask it. It's like, yeah, I'll get some money for us and stuff. But 
I'll also like, you know, get the attention that maybe I kind of, I want. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, You're right. There's yeah. definitely like, and they talk about, like you said, a bit later and, you know, he was a little grabby at a Christmas party, whatever that means. Yeah. So like you said, there's definitely some, uh, some sexual tension there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we do see Hank at the El Paso, Texas, El, El Paso office. And, uh, it's, you know, obviously it's a, it's a contrast to how he is at hit at the Albuquerque one where he's sort of the hot shot. He makes all these corny jokes. Everybody laughs. He's trying to do the same thing here. Nobody's having any of it. He doesn't speak Spanish. Yeah. Everyone else, even, even, you know, all the white people are speaking Spanish around him and he's, he obviously feels isolated by that. Mm-hmm. So it, and and he's still dealing with with the Tuco shit. Like he looks over at the the whatever the patron saint of drug dealers is on the on the other guy's desk and and just is sort of like what's that doing there? You know, mm-hmm. don't oh art of war, know your enemy, kind of thing. But yeah. Hank's just not not a fan of that. Yeah, I, I love. He that. looks at, he looks at his enemies as enemies and nothing but that. For sure, this is a good scene with Hank. Of course, like him being uncomfortable and him being like not fitting yeah. in, like you said, like his humor, not catching on and stuff like that, I, I think is pretty funny because there's always those people that come in and they don't change anything about who they are, which is, yeah, you know, but sometimes it, in certain situations it can kind of make you feel like you said, a fish out of water in some instance. And we've never really, we're starting to get more and more of that with Hank because like you said, the job does seem to be taking a toll as much as he's still, mm-hmm. and it's funny because that's what I find interesting about hank as a character is that he he's still working like he still keeps going back to these jobs even though it's clearly affecting him in some capacity you know so yeah exactly um yeah that's that's some good stuff but i I do i thought that was pretty funny how everyone's speaking spanish like you said even if the even though they're white and all these things and then you know when they meet with tortuga of course like turtle and he's just like yeah this danny trejo danny trejo yeah shout out um, he can't even like speak Spanish and yeah. you know, he's trying to be like the tough guy and like they basically laugh him off, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's some, some good, ha- um, acting there, but I don't even know who, who is Hanks. I should know the actor, whoever plays Hank, but. Oh yeah. Good call. We never really, I've never really actually Dean Norris, Dean Norris. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, yeah, it, yeah, and it's a great scene when they do see Tortuga Trejo, and like you said, he's try, he, he he's like making these deals. He's like, look, this is what I, I want a Yankees Stadium ball signed by Derek Jeter, and Hank's just like, what are we doing here? Like, it's just not the way he does things, right? He doesn't he doesn't like to cut deals with cartel members and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, definitely, he's just not having any. He's like, listen, white boy, my name's Tortuga. That means turtle. I take my time. <laughs> Great acting by Danny Trail, though. But before we had that, we also you you forgot about the uh, the blowfish speech. That's right. <laughs> Where Walt comes back and he, like I said, he realizes the 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 influence that the fear can have, and he brings up the map of Albuquerque, and he's like, "This is opportunity that we need to expand our turf." And Jesse's like, "No, man, like I'm not having any of that. I don't want to do more of this." And he just, <laughs> "You're a blowfish. You're not cunning. You're not good looking, but." You puff up. What do blowfish do? They puff up. They 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 have you know they don't back down when something corners them. Mm-hmm. You're a blowfish. Say it. I'm a blowfish. I'm a motherfucker. <laughs> or I'm blowfish. I'm gonna blow this blowfish this up or something like that. Yeah. And it's just so stupid. Like it's one of those things where it's like, 
<laughs> like Jesse just gets motivated over a really like a really really forced compliment. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Walt really reaching for something there, you know. Um and then this this episode starts the basically three episode arc here of Walt's cancer seems to be getting worse. He's coughing a lot more and more severely. It's starting in this episode. And, you know, I didn't even realize it knowing what was going to happen in four days out, but I just wrote a note like, Oh, it, you know, appears that Walt's cancer is progressing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you said, I I, I love that they're doing that because it, what I've liked so far about the show is that, as we get into the next episode, Saul kind of looks at him. And he's like, what have you been doing? Like 16,000. Like that's nothing. Yeah. So then, you know, he's coughing. It seems like he's getting worse. All of a sudden he's got no, no money. All he's doing all this stuff and he's gotten no farther ahead. And then now, like you said, time, you know, even moving forward to the next episode becomes that sort of mm-hmm. uh, mechanism that they can really use to push it forward. Um, and like you said, it starts with him thinking he's got less time than he maybe does. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really good writing there. Like you said. Um, yeah. And then the next morning there's a, the breakfast, there's like a breakfast scene, right? Where Skylar's getting ready to go to work. And again, this is just a good example of like the rifts that have happened in this family. Like Skylar's going to work and Walt doesn't even know. And it's like her first day. He's like, oh, you're going back to work? Yeah. But even even before that, subtly, like, Walt Jr., Flynn, whatever he's going by, says something about, like, oh, this is not my favorite cereal. And Skylar's just like, whoa, it's the same thing. He's like, no, it's not. Like, I prefer the crunch. This is not, or whatever. And it's just those little things. Like, she doesn't even know her son's favorite cereal anymore. Like, Yeah. They're all just divided, right? Those little things that get dropped into the script that seem innocuous are obviously showing that Mm -hmm. they're just drifting in so many different ways sure one like ironically what i did find is that as much as walt maybe didn't want her to work he was kind of like oh well now she'll be gets her out of the house keeps her busy <laughs> keeps her busy he's kind of like you can kind of see it I, I i can't i think you're right i think it was around that scene and brian Cranston was like okay kind of like walt's kind of raises his eyebrows and is like oh what about the fumes or whatever she's like oh it's a new building whatever he's like okay just kind of like Whereas, yeah. you know, before, I don't know if you would have accept, if he would have accepted that originally, right? Exactly. The answer. So, like you said, I think they're so fractured that he kind of sees the opportunity there. Yeah. And then another great Jane scene where uh, Jesse's coming out of the house and she's sitting there drawing and she just is like her, she just has that good wit to her mm-hmm. where she's like, oh, that's cool. It would make a bad, badass tattoo. She's like, yeah, that's the idea. I work at a tattoo parlor. And he's like, no offense, but what kind of tattoo artist doesn't have any tattoos? And she goes, oh, that's too big, too big, too big of a commitment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was and a then, great. And then the biker guy, biker guy goes like, hey, you Pinkman. <laughs> All right, man. And then it's just great. She's like, Pinkman? Yeah. thought your name was Jesse Jackson. And he's just like, ah, shit. He just walks away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, you know, we see all these interactions, though, when when Walt's talking to to Jesse about, like, this is why we need to get more more dealers because, you know, we need exponential growth. Uh, And it gets gets Jesse fired up. It gets him motivated. He goes to see his guys, Combo and Skinny Mm -hmm. Pete and Badger. And he's like, listen, we need to add new dealers. We're going to be kings. Well... I'm going to be king. You guys are going to be like dukes or something. Yeah, like, I want to be a, I want to be a knight. <laughs> um, he's like, it's called, and then he says, it's called exponential growth guys. Like we're, we're in this. Mm-hmm. And then, 
Yeah, and then at the end, he says uh, something about, oh, we need to raise the price. He's like, raise the price? Yeah, we corner the market, and then we raise the price. Simple economics. Mm-hmm. And so this episode started with Walt being frustrated because one of his students won't apply himself. And now we're seeing a former student of his starting to apply himself for the things that Walt's teaching him. Yeah, that's true. Ah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I never even thought about it like that, but that's totally, you're right. That's it. And like he's seeing Jesse really is involved and ready to take the opportunity. So uh, Mm -hmm. Walt's like, yeah, you know what? Let's raise the price. And even Jesse's kind of like, at first he's hesitant, but then he realizes he's like, okay. Well then, and then when we see in four days out, he, they're going through all the, the pounds and he's just like, what are we charging for a pound again? He's like, you said to raise the prices. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's kind of, um, yeah. Walt, there's a little like, he's proud in that moment. Yeah. For sure. So. Well, and then, then just to finish this episode off though, great last scene with oh, Jesse, yeah. he gets, he gets Jane to come in and they're just sitting there looking at the blue screen and she yeah. just reaches over and touches his hand. Yeah. I'll say this, the relationship feels a little fast tracked. Sure. Like, it seems kind of weird that Jane was very much like, I'm probably not going to rent this place out to you because you can't, you won't let me do a, a credit check on you. Yeah. But now she basically knows that he's involved in some sort of violence or drugs. drugs. Yeah, for sure. And uh, well, and I think and she's, when we find out she's sober, but that that's next episode, but this is the next episode. Yeah. But, but I think that's why an episode like this happens is because then you start to understand that like maybe she does partially, she understands in some way. Right. Yeah, and, and she has a soft spot for him for whatever reason. Sometimes whatever. you just have a soft spot for someone. It's true. Yeah. So no, it, it's a good shot though of them in like the lawn chairs and stuff. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah. Because there's another nice lawn chair shot in uh, four days out. But oh yeah. We'll get there. Uh, yeah. So then <laughs> we move to episode eight. Better call Saul. <laughs> uh, Badger's caught by the DEA. Walt and Jesse hire the best criminal lawyer in town, Saul Goodman. Perfect, perfect synopsis. This is exactly what the episode is about. Uh, the new guy is is who pinches Badger. Remember the movie, The New Guy, Neil? Oh my goodness, it is. Yeah, that was the new guy. Oh my god, that's such a throwback, man! You're just all about nostalgia. Okay? <laughs> all about those throwbacks. Uh, but it's actually a great scene because Badger knew. He he knew. He pointed out exactly where the two cop vans were. He knew this guy was a. Was, was he's like man as soon as he comes up he's like yo i want to get high he's like dude i can smell the bacon from here yeah. like so it's just a, such a great episode where he just like sort of feels bad because he bullies the guy a bit and he's like okay fine whatever yeah and then yeah just gets albuquerque pinched. police yeah no you're right it's so it was that was such a good opening scene i was laughing pretty hard like cause and that, on the, the the bench they're sitting on has a better call saul add on it which is ad, yeah yeah <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, we, after the, oh, after the opening credits, we get, or the title card, I guess we get the, uh, the ridiculous commercial. I was caught drunk driving. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so that we, that's our introduction to Saul. It's now playing on the TV that Jesse's couldn't get a satellite hooked up to, uh, you know, we, we pan to the bedroom where they're laying on the ground with Jesse and Jane. They've, they've had sex and now he's. Kind of makes an ass of himself because she's like, oh, don't, you don't think I don't smell the weed, right? He's like, well, why don't we spark one, man? And mm-hmm. and she's like, no. And she, you can tell she gets uncomfortable. And then she flips her coin at him. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's this? It's my 18-month sobriety coin. And he just see the look on his face like, uh. 
well, I don't even like smoke that much. Whatever, like, <laughs> you know, he's like constantly smoking meth, but <laughs> not, not meth as much anymore. Just the weed. Yeah. Yeah. Heisman yeah. uh, was able to get that out of him. But. but again, great, great scenes with Jane. Uh, man, she looks hot in these episodes. I'll, I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kristen, uh, yeah. Kristen Ritter. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. She's looking good. Like Jesse, you're like, okay, man. The black hair, too. Jet black. You don't see a lot yeah, of, Yeah, like, with the bangs. Yeah, you don't see a lot of, like, jet... As weird as that sounds. Like, you mm-hmm. don't see jet black hair like that often mm-hmm. with actresses and stuff. So, it's cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so then Skylar goes to this, like, weekend getaway, weekend thing for work. And even then, Walt's kind of like, why are you dressed up so nice? It's the weekend. She's like, everybody in the office is going to be... And then again, there. he kind of... But again, he's just sort of like, okay, like, gives me time to do shit. Um, <laughs> it's so true. Marie calls desperately looking for for Skylar. She's gone. Walt answers the phone. Uh, he goes over to their place and Kank's clearly dealing with PTSD because we didn't even mention at the end of the last episode. Uh, oh, yeah. Danny, Tre- Danny Trejo's uh, head is on a tortoise, they see, and they go over and Hank gets, starts to get sick and they're all making fun of him. They're like, oh, you never seen a severed head on a tortoise before? Yeah. Schroeder? And then uh, they go to pick it up, and it's an IED, explodes, and yeah, Hank is traumatized seeing one of his partner's legs get blown off. Blown off and stuff. And And that was, well, that was the note I wrote of, like, that scene is fucked. There's, like, blood everywhere. There's, like, severed limbs, and still you can't swear on this goddamn show? Like, (laughs) I don't understand the the, the guidelines here for for AMC, but whatever. so, So weird, right? But they do a good job of literally making it look like a war zone. And that's what Hank says in this scene. He's, you know, he's like, it's like apocalypse now down there, man. Like, it's just like, he's like, they're animals. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's like, a, it's like a war down there. Yeah. And, you know, Walt's trying to talk to him. And like, this is a great scene. This is just such a great scene because Hank, Walt's trying to, like, help him. He's like, why don't you go see a shrink? He's like, shrink? And again, another commentary on, you know, America, the fucked up American systems here where he's like a shrink. No, no. If I go down that road, I can kiss my, my career goodbye. Yeah. Like you're working in, you're working in a, in a industry where it's literally violence and death and disturbing shit. But like, if you're going to seek out like mental health professionals, that's somehow you, that's a knock on your job. It's just so it's like, it's that machismo, right? It's like, it's that, you know, not to invoke, but it's it's toxic masculinity, right? It's like you you got to be tough. You can't you can't go to seek out help, right? You got to just yeah. get over it. Yeah, which is and that's essentially what Walt insane. says to him at one point. Which is what I thought was crazy about the scene. Actually, is that it's right, Walt all of a sudden yeah. being like, "Yeah, it's just the, the man's just, man." Yeah, yeah you, and and even I think Hank does it because it's Walt saying it to him. That it's yeah, it's like, like this is this is like this nerd who I've known my most of my life, and now he's telling me to straighten up like but right before that again it's these little hints of heisenberg right Mm -hmm. where hank where hank's like you know walt's like i think i can relate and hank says no offense but we don't exactly have experiential crossover yeah and walt just looks at him and goes what if i told you we did and you're like ooh, (laughs) and you're like holy shit and he just talks about this whole philosophical is like ever since i got my diagnosis i've Mm -hmm. i've been you know i was afraid my whole life which again this is the best walt lies Yes. The best Walt lies are when they're steeped in nothing but truth, but it's just the last little bit of it is always the lie. But it's like he has been afraid his whole life. He has been meek his whole life. He has been, uh, you know, the beta his whole life. Mm-hmm. And once he got his diagnosis, 
he's felt more in control, less afraid. But I mean, since his diagnosis coincides with him starting to become Heisenberg, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So there's like totally. truth, truth, truth. And like, there's still truth in the diagnosis part, but there's a little bit more under the surface that he's not getting to, but just that scene where it's, you know, this D agent, this drug dealer, and he's just looking at each other and he's like, what if I told you we did more yeah. than, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I was there when you killed Tuco. I was, <laughs> I've been face to face with Tuco. Tuco yeah. almost killed me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, this is great. But it's like, you're right. It's, it's, um, it's so well done again, just they're really hinting at, you know, the dichotomy between the two. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, and then the next scene, we just Saul Goodman, Bob Odenkirk just comes in fucking hot. Uh, the new guy's trying to, trying to, trying to make Badger crack. And he walks in, he's like, what are you doing? Talk to my, talking to my client. Wait, which one's which? And he's just like making fun of him. He's like, why did they hire you out of kindergarten? <laughs> He's like, get out. Don't say another word. Don't say another word. Did you say anything stupid? As in, did you say anything at all? He's like, <laughs> he's like, get out. Go have a juice box. Come back later or whatever, right? And then yeah. this is interesting. <laughs> it's just, uh... oh, yeah, what do you say? Oh, what are you doing, detective? What are you doing talking to my client without my, my present, without me present? You sneaky Pete, which is which? What's the, what's the academy hire you right out of womb? You guys get younger every every day. And then he, uh, what'd you say to Babyface, huh? Did you say anything stupid? And by anything stupid, I mean anything at all? Uh, look at you, mouth open, vocal cords all on Twitter. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Right now, you out. Ten minutes ago, there are laws, detective. Have your kindergarten teacher read them to you. Go, right? Go grab a juice box, have a nap, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you said, it it just injects a level of energy that just wasn't in the show, right? Well, it doesn't let any of them get a word in. He just is just like going back and forth, looking be- between them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who do we have? Brandon Mayhew. Brandon Mayhew. All right. Brandon Mayhew. Uh, here we go. Public masturbation. What? I don't get it. What's the kick? Why don't you do it at home like the rest of us with a big flat screen TV, 50 channels of pay-per-view in a Starbucks? That's nice. <laughs> that ain't me, man. I was the guy selling meth. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I got you. Meth, right? That was just a little transpositional error. Nothing a little whiteout can't take care of. <laughs> but even yeah. before that, like Badger's really funny too, where he's just like, Man, like, I can't believe you lied to me. Like to Getz, that that's the detective's yeah. name. De- detective Detective Getz. Like, I thought we were gonna like hang out and stuff. <laughs> and he's like he's like, Brandon, I'm just trying to help you. He's like, Yeah, but like I just can't believe you'd exploit the constitution like that. <laughs> <laughs> That whole scene, and, like you said, was great. And that's a big thing, too, with Saul is in his commercial. He's always like invoking the Constitution. He's like, we all have rights. I want to help you protect those rights. And then Crazy. in his yeah. office, he literally has the Constitution like on the back wall with these fucking pillars and stuff. Like, it's just... <laughs> he's such a fuck. <laughs> and then just, I'm going to get you a second phone call, okay? You're going to call your mom or your daddy or your parish priest or your Boy Scout leader, and they're going to deliver me a check of $4,650. I'm going to write that down in the back of my business card. 4650, okay? I need you that I need that in a cashier's check or a money order. It doesn't matter. Uh, actually, I want it in a money order. And uh, make it out to Ice Station Zebra Associates. That's my loan out. It's totally legit. It's done for just for tax purposes. After that, we can discuss Visa or MasterCard, but definitely not American Express, so don't even ask, all right? Any questions? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then, because then right after that, when he gets out, is when I think Walt and Jesse go to Saul's office, correct? They do, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
another, then that's yeah where they get the great line where Jesse's like, no man, this is who you want. You want a criminal who's a lawyer, not the criminal, yeah. not a criminal lawyer. Yeah, exactly. And he's and like, like, this is this is who everyone goes to. You remember, uh, what was Tuco's cousin's name again? Oh, Coolio. Yeah, whatever. The first. He's like, you remember him? Like, yeah, he, uh, he Saul got him off twice. This yeah. is the guy you want to go to, and. He's like forty large. He'll take care of whatever, or four large. He'll take care care whatever you need. Mm-hmm. And uh, this price again, like Jesse always says to Walt when he's teaching him these things about the business. Mm-hmm. It's like this is the price of doing business. You need, you know, if we're going to be expanding our empire, guys are going to get pinched. Yeah. We're going to need to find a way to get to get them off, right? And so they mm-hmm. don't they don't rat, rat us out. They don't roll on us. Yeah, that's a, so that's such a great scene when he's. Um, oh, well, flip the, oh, like, of course, we get back to the flipping the coin, which I love that goes back to flipping the coin, which is, it always seems to be a theme here, right? Because they never want to be fully involved, which is... Yeah, kind of can't funny. see my face. You can't see my face. Like, Yeah, but he goes into that office and there's just babies crying. Cr- and yeah, just like, guy has like a, a collar on, just like a, like a neck collar on. <laughs> yeah, so you can tell like the clientele Saul gets, which is pretty funny. Um, yet he's going to be pretty cunning and, and smart. So it's... I love the sort of what they're doing with Saul there. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, he has his first interaction, of course, with Walt. Walt pretends to be, you know, Badger's uncle. Yeah. Um, or dad, I guess. Or was it uncle? Uncle. Remember. It was uncle. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what it, what it, like Saul says, what have you been telling them? The kid keeps spouting off about if I talk, they'll kill me, blah, 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 blah. You know, right now he's the only thing holding up this deal. And then Walt's like, good. Saul's so like, no, that's not good. That's terrible. Trust me, sir. Your nephew won't last in prison two weeks, all right? You let him take his chances on the outside. Maybe I can work in some witness protection. Mm-hmm. And then he's talking about, no, look, look, these are vicious, desperate people. I've been told that one of them killed another man by crushing his head with an ATM machine. And then Saul laughs. People love to take credit for the fun ones. Yeah, the guy who got his head smooshed used to be a client of mine. His wife killed him, all right? It was open and shut. Trust me, folks have nothing to worry about, okay? I'm going to let going to set your nephew straight, get him singing like a canary, all's right with the world. And you just see when Saul says it, like, oh, no, it wasn't it wasn't these guys. It was just his wife that did it. Like the one card that Walt had about, like, we're this fearsome <laughs> duo. He's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> offers him $10,000. Uh, and he's like, he's like, he offers him $10,000 to, and that's a great scene, too. Saul just opens the door, and it just shows his face, and Walt's behind him. He just says, $10,000. Cuts away because you think, of course, Saul's this corrupt guy, and Walt's like he didn't take it. Yeah, and even Jesse's like Saul Goodman didn't take a ten thousand dollar bribe. He's like said it was it morally disgusted him or something like that. <laughs> yeah, morally disgusting. He's like, well, what are we going to do now? And he cut to the, them leaving the office, and then again. <laughs> Just salt. Hey, Francesca, Francesca, his assistant. How would I walk you home? How would I follow you home? She's like, no. Safety. Safety, safety reasons. And he just walks away and she goes, oh, girl, you're killing me with that bootay or something like that. Like, he's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just insane. I think, like I was saying to you, I think you can see why he became, like, why there was a spinoff of his yeah. character. Yeah. And then. Uh, but no, that, that's a, that might be my. You know, if we, when we talk about it a little later, that might be my candidate for favorite scene is when they oh. they try and do the scare tactics. Oh yeah, when they take him to the desert. When they take him to the desert outside the and grave, he's, and he's and then he can he can tell that as much as he might like you mentioned before, he kind of comes off as he might be bumbling a bit, but then when he realizes that like these guys don't know what they're doing, 
mm-hmm. he takes control of the situation. And he's like, I just, I just hope this is a, nego- a negotiation tactic, not actually serious. And then yeah. he, he well, hears... he's naming all these people before, and they're like, we don't work for that guy. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Thank God. Well, then what are we doing here? I can help yeah. you with anything. Yeah. And then uh, he turns it back into the salesman. Well, and then Walt, he hears Walt's cough again. This is coming in with this three-episode yeah. arc here. And he's like, he's like uh, Mr. Mayhew? And then he realizes that he's Heisenberg. And then they work. He's like, put a dollar in my pocket. Now, now you're officially represented by Saul Goodman. And then, yeah, he just starts becoming their retainer, essentially, in this moment. This is where the relationship yeah. is really solidified. Where mm-hmm. uh, I just love when he's like, yeah, 10000 I mean, it was a little low. <laughs> He's like, like, he's like, we'll kill you. He's like, why don't you just kill Brandon? And then you even see Walt like kind of look over. And then that's when he realizes like, you guys don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like, (laughs) why wouldn't you just kill the guy who's can name you basically? Right. Yeah. Yeah, But then again, that's Jesse's humanity coming in. He's like, no, I'm not. He's like, this is a friend of mine, even though he technically works for me. If it's still a friend Mm -hmm. of mine, I'm not just going to off him just to protect us. Yeah. Yeah. Saul has all these like ridiculous lines too. He's like, he's a uh, he's like a turkey waiting for the axe or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then when uh, he finally comes up with a solution. Though, he's like, so axing him is out of the question, basically. Yeah. They're like, yes. They're like, okay. Well, then we got another one. And he just like he's so quick. Saul's so fast. Yeah. Um, and then and again, like you you mentioned the scenery in the next episode, but this one's cool at night where it keep when it keeps doing the the overhead shots and you see. Like the green lights from the camper and just like the red behind. It's just really, really cool shot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so essentially they, they hire Saul here. And then the deal he works out is that he has this career prison guy whose job basically is he gets paid to go to prison for people, to take the fall for people. <laughs> yeah, um, he likes it on the inside. And they do the a good job. The world's of, not built for him. Well, they do a good job of that because you cut back to him with Badger and Badger's like, you know, Hank's asking him, what does this Heisenberg look like? I don't know, 50, he old, 50 or fifty to 70. 50 or 70. And he's like, average build, bald, and you're sort of like, oh shit, what's happening here? And then cut back to Saul's office, and he's like, this is the guy, Jimmy, whatever. He yeah. And he looks... Jimmy in and out kilkily. Yeah. It's like he looks, he he look, he look does look the part, and you're sort of like, oh man, shit. Like you, like you said, Saul just has all this knowledge of shit, right? He's, he is the quintessential criminal lawyer. Yeah, he has an answer for everything. Right? Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> and then he's just like, "What's it going to cost?" And it's like, "This is my fee plus it's going to cost you a pound of your meth because he's got to have enough to be get, to get pinched on." And mm-hmm. ends up putting them back eighty thousand yeah. dollars. And he's like, "We're paying this guy eighty thousand dollars." He's like, "No, thirties for him, fifties for me." The, he's got the easy job. The guy likes going to jail. I'm the I'm the one facilitating this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so good. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> and then the, the we get the drug dealing scene, which is just so good, so good, so badger good. being like goes to the wrong ba- he... or thinks it's the wrong guy. He's like, so we're gonna do this? <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's like, what? But then, oh. uh, but then Walt just you know usually he does these things where he acts like the uh, the oblivious you know middle America. But mm-hmm. and usually it comes off like you can see through it. But this one he does it so perfectly. He's like, "Hank, you doing okay, man? You doing okay?" He's like, "Walt, I'm working." He's like, "Ooh, DEA stuff, like bad stuff. Is something going down?" He's like, "Walt, yeah, leave, was- leave." He's like, "Okay, should I back up or go forward? Go forward. Forward's good. Okay, okay. T- call me later." 
Yeah, that was it just good. those scenes remind me so much of when he was Hal on Malcolm in the Middle. That one really did. You're right. Yeah. That one was like that was Hal to a T. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what made it so good. Yeah. Like, oh man. Yeah, just like he's just the dad in that situation for sure. Yeah, exactly. So we get uh we get a good good scene there. Uh the deal goes down. They and that that was great too, where Jesse gets out and he's like, wrong guy, wrong guy. And then Badger goes yeah. to the other bench. And then as soon as he does the transfer with as soon as Badger does the transfer with Jimmy, before the, the 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 sirens even go off, you see Jimmy already like putting his hands over his head and going to his knees. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. He's just like he already knows like what the deal is. He just he grabs the meth, stands up, and immediately already puts his hands on his head. And you yeah. just see Jesse walking towards the camera with just, like look of fucking fear on his face. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And then that we, was uh, a great, a nice little pan out to Hank though. Yeah, because you can tell Hank he does. Doesn't there's something. Well, and because the, they do a good job there, where Getz is, has that classic. Oh yeah, we got him, man. Like we got him, man. And then yeah, you see Hank knows this isn't right. Something. Yeah. The, 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 this isn't Heisenberg. Easy. We couldn't yeah. find this guy forever, and we buzz one drug dealer, and then yeah. all of a sudden we get him. Like I don't yeah. Know. So yeah, no, really good, really good stuff. Uh, and then things between Jane and uh, and Jesse heat up again. He gets home. She's he's got his new bed. She's like, "What is that? King size pillow top?" And yeah. he just kind of whoosh, throws it on the ground. Start making out. She's wearing her little skirt. Jesse's got a good one. Yes. And then again, and then, that, the whole the sorry. whole the whole episode, you have like Saul as this like comedic force, but like a very smart person. But then that last scene in the chemistry room. So good, man. He's yeah. like, you're like, okay, this guy's got like a little bit of evil to him. Yeah. Shouldn't be that easy to find you, man. He's like, wow, my God, you really are a chemistry teacher. He's like, what are you doing here? He's like, yeah, I paid my PI. He, he charged me three hours worth of work. I can't imagine it actually took that long. Yeah. He's like, what are you but doing? You'll, you'll meet his PI. What do you? Oh, really? Yeah. That's oh, uh, one. Yeah. Oh, nice. He's, he's a really good character. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? Blackmailing me? You've seen my you've seen my hourly rate. No, I don't need to blackmail you. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's just he's like I was never just these little lines. I was never good at chemistry. It was more of a humanities guy. <laughs> like you need to launder your money and not and stay out of jail. Better call Saul. <laughs> yeah, but you just see so, that yeah. look where he's like, we could basically he's like, I under, I see what you're doing here. I want to get in silently in on this business mm-hmm. basically basically he's saying this is where he really offers like i'm gonna i'll be your retainer i know all these ways that you can launder your money because it even says like where are you hiding your money by the way a cookie jar under the mattress buried in the backyard yeah. it's like it's he, an air vent well because yeah. he realizes you know he obviously realizes these guys are pretty much amateurs and he's yes. like they need me a lot he's like yes. cut, cut me but in he realizes the potential of how much money is there i think yeah right He's not just, an idiot. He knows who's cooking the meth, right? So. Yeah. And it's just, it was really good because you just get that. Bob Odenkirk just plays it so well where it's like, there's a little bit of comedy there, but it's like, it's very condescending comedy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that was a great way to end the episode. Um, yeah, man. And then we moved to f- uh, four days out. Walt and Jesse become stranded in the middle of the desert after cooking more crystal. That's it. Again, just a straight to, straight to the point episode. Um, we open with another trip to the oncologist, which is again just heart wrenching. Uh, they do just a good job of ma- showing how clinical and just frightening this whole thing is. Walt goes into the CT scan, you just hear the buzzing of the machine, and like 
yeah. all that kind of stuff. And and right before that, they do a good job where Marie's like, you know, the doctors, the, the technicians actually know way more than they give us credit for. You know, the doctors, they're, they're always behind on this kind of stuff. So when Walt gets out of the machine, he, he turns to the guy and he's like, how does it look? He's like, oh, I don't know, Mr. Walt, the doctor will get back to you after the weekend. I'm just a technician. Yeah. But then he sees the scan and they do such a good job of this where like you see that you, you us as the viewer who, you know, for the most part, aren't technicians and aren't doctors, aren't oncologists. We look at that and you see the big spot in his lung. He's been yeah. coughing violently for two episodes. Now you're like, holy fuck, like it's yeah. turning, it's turning to the worst. And he thinks he knows or he, he believes this as well. And uh, but that's what's so good about it because Marie was just talking about this. Yeah. And it, it literally leads Walt into believing that exact same thing. Yeah. So I just again you talk about writing. It's it's Marie kind of saying something out loud where you're like, this is stupid, but you know people also it's like all the Karens of the world believe this in some capacity, right? Yeah. Yep. It's kind of funny. Like that's what I laughed about it. That's what kind of reminded me of right away. I was like, Marie's just a lot of people that think they can do certain things like that, and then it leads Wald into making that decision on his own, right? Yep. So I think that, I thought that was again just so well done. And then this is the scene you're talking about where the next one he's in Saul's office and he's talking about the la- how to launder and he's like, yeah. all right, so how much do you have? $16,000, $16,000. How long have you been doing this for? Eh, some stuff has, have come up. He's like, all right, well, um, so $16,000, 75 cents on the dollar plus 17%, which is my cut. Uh, you have a grand total of $9,000 laundered. Congratulations. You've just left your family. Uh, uh, secondhand Subaru. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, we just have to cook more, a lot more. Yeah. That'd be my legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my legal opinion or something. Like oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, I laughed so hard at that one. I was like, yeah, that would be my legal opinion. Yeah. So, uh, that's all the Saul we get for this episode. Um, yeah, yeah he's just in there. Walt lies to Skylar about, he says he wants to go see his mother. She wants to do something over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And again, he can't tell her, even though he legitimately has his fear. Like I'm, this is going to be a bad prognosis on Monday. And she's like, have positive vibes, basically not telling her that I, I saw my scan. It doesn't look good, mm-hmm. but he's like, she's like, I got to go see my mother. I love how even like Skylar's like, doesn't like his mother. Oh, and, and then even Walt's like leans into that. He starts kicking like cracking jokes like oh she's like basically insane in her in her home she's complaining about how none of the none of the uh nurses like her everyone's stealing her sugar and like all that kind of stuff yeah um so yeah walt lies about that so jesse and he can as the episode says cook for four straight days um and again jesse lies or he lies to jesse as well basically saying that the uh methylamine is uh, quote, losing its chemical potency. And he knows right. he can say shit like this to Jesse because he's like, Jesse won't know any difference. He'll have no idea. Yeah. Um, so, and th- again, there was a good scene right before that where Jesse wakes up with Jane and she's like, let's do something. And you get, you know, you get this, she's a cultured person. She's like, let's go to a museum. Like, let's drive a few hours to go see this, this artist. And then this is such a good, good thing that, Aaron Paul does with Jesse's character is he picks up on things that people say and he, and he throws it back at other people. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, don't you know, Walt? She draws like vagina pictures or whatever. Like, (laughs) yeah. Cause that's what Jane had just said to him. Yeah. A minute before he's like, not that you need to know. I'm going. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, but no, he, so Jesse gets convinced that they need to cook it because they're, they, he's like, you want to go steal another barrel, Jesse? He's like, no, we'll go cook it. Uh, Skylar drops Walt off at the, at the airport. She drives off. He walks through the doors. 10 seconds later, he walks back out. Jesse pulls up in the camper. In the RV. That was <laughs> you brought cool. a meth lab to an airport? <laughs> yeah, I saved us a trip, man. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, this is where so the bottle episode where starts, where they go out to the desert uh, to cook. And then this is just where the interactions are so good. Like Walt's going through all the supplies that Jesse brought. He's like, three full bags of Funyuns? Jesse, what? Funyuns are awesome. <laughs> Walt goes, how about something with a little bit of protein, something green? And he's like picking out like gummy bears and like chips and shit like that. He's like... <laughs> How are you even alive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Walt sees the That's bit. kind of one of the great scenes, though, after is when he's eating the Funyun. Yeah. And it's that beautiful shot of them sitting in the chairs. Right? Yeah. In like with the sunset. And he's like yeah. eating the Funyun. And, and, and Jesse's having a smoke. But even before that, Walt sees like the, the cooler with the water. He's like, drinking water? Is that all? Just like 10 gallons? What are you planning on taking a bath in it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then yeah, like I wrote here, as always, these episodes are the best when it's just their bumbling interactions between each other. Mm-hmm. It's really the heart of the show, which is this funny. was like a throwback episode. Almost it really way, was, but it but it was a throwback in a way that they've both become so good at cooking meth. Yeah, that it was. You're right. It was. What else can we throw? Um, but they still always. Like you said, it's kind of the bumbling. He tells them to go put the keys in a safe space. So what does he do? He puts them in the ignition. Yeah, but it's just the way they interact too. Like Walt's just like, no, that's our, <laughs> that's our workstation. It's our workstation. Like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, you told me to put the keys over here because you didn't want it on the counter. I wanted to put it on the counter. Or is this congenital? Is this congenital? Did your mother drop you in the head as a child, or is your whole family like this? <laughs> like, uh, and then yeah, that just a good like just. Uh, like time lapse of them cooking and cooking. sun coming up, sun coming down. Like you said, shows them outside sitting, taking breaks. Walt sleeps, Jesse sleeps, and then by the end of it, you know, Walt has this five o'clock shadow. Mm-hmm. They just like little details like that just make it look so good. They're both they're just like exhausted. They're counting how many how many pounds they end up having eighteen or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Or forty. 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 Yeah, pounds. forty pounds. I think. Yeah, forty pounds. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they're stoked, and like that's the great. We're just like yes, and he like goes to high five, and you just see that intensity out of Walt, where he's like yeah, and he like gives him a big high five. Yeah, they're all stoked. They go to start the van. The RV doesn't start, as we well, said. I like that though, again, because it's really showing the the character of Walt. Is you know Jesse's looking at him like, man, we got one point two million dollars of meth right here. Like, why do we need to cook more? But then even I want to cook all of this. Cook- I want to cook this barrels empty. Till it's empty or whatever, and Jesse's like, "Yo, man, like, you don't have to be back till Tuesday. We just pushed through a couple of days." Oh yeah, they, 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 yeah, they have this moment of like this buddy moment where it's like, "We'll get a hotel, we'll get something to eat, have a hot yeah. shower." And it's like separate rooms, right? Separate yeah, no rooms, duh, man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then right back into the and then in, yeah, and then just like one swift moment, moment, Walt's just back to just berating him. Um. Yeah. And then this is good, where it's just that. You know, he needs to make one call and he's like, no, my wife checks. And like, he's not even lying about that. He's like, he knows Skylar will check. Yeah, for sure. They, She'll be they, questioning what that call was all about. They call, they call Skinny Pete. He says he's going to come pick them up. Uh, he 
and can't. Oh, even before that, though, they try to boost the car. But yeah, they siphoned some gas, right? Yeah, when when Walt siphoned it, he spilt a little bit on the generator. That's right. So when they go to when Jesse goes to light it, it explodes. Uh, so then they're tr- then they're stranded. They call Skinny Pete. He's coming to get them, and then this is where you get the you know the real interaction between them. They're cold. There's there's no heat left. Walt is is you know degrading. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when he's wearing all of Jesse's stuff. Yeah, that's such a funny scene. Yeah, and then again we, we in the morning they wake up and Walt's trying to crank this generator by hand. Yeah. And Jesse takes over and then Walt goes to sit down and he's coughing violently. And then again, Jesse picks up on it. He's like, methylene doesn't go bad, does it? Mm-hmm. Realizing that Walt's doing this because he's, he's like, how much time do you have? He's like, not a lot. And then, yeah, we just get this, you know, you have this feeling that like Walt's dying. Like, and there's mm-hmm. just this, this coming together of them where they're, they're starving. They're, they're out of water. Jesse's like, fuck this. I'm not dying in the desert. I'm going to go walk. And Walt, again, his, he can't turn the science part of his brain off. He's like, you're dangerously low on, on electrolytes. You'll be dead within an hour. Your, your brain won't connect. It'll, your heart will stop. Your lungs will stop. Your legs will stop. Don't mm-hmm. do it kind of thing, right? Yeah. And then Jesse's like, well, you're smart. Why can't you? You make poison out of beans. Like, why can't you figure this out, man? And then, you of make course. poison out of beans, man. Yeah. And he's like, he, you know, he's delirious. So he's like, why don't we just like build a, a like a battery or or a robot or or why don't we take some stuff off the rv and like build a dune buggy yeah well then and then we'll just dune buggy out of here and (laughs) so walt kind of snaps out of it he's like no you said it yourself we'll build a battery Mm -hmm. and then it's like again it just all snaps together he's like collect all the zinc collect all this like we'll we'll build a more more batteries but before that i think it's before that right where walt's in the field and jesse walks over to him yeah, he's well. He's been right. He's been cranking the generator. He's doing right. like a hand crank thing for a while, and then they replace. They try that. They get it to start for two seconds. It dies. Yeah. And then yeah, you're right. Um, after that is when Walt coughs, goes into the, the field. field, and that's and when then he's like, man, this is this shit doesn't expire. Like how much time you got? He's got the blood, and then and that's his hand on like, his face. Right. That's when he just says all the stuff you just were talking about. He's right. Like, man, just right. build a battery, man, and then. I love. It was funny when Walt's like, "You said it yourself." He's like, "What? Build a robot?" <laughs> but, but again, what makes these episodes great is like the makeshift science experiments that get them out of predicaments. Where it's again, sure. it's like the it's it is like the the rice in poison. It's like the the explosive that he that Walt took to Tuco's office. Right? It's it's mm-hmm. these little things. It's like, yeah, I can. I'm smart enough. I can build a battery out of like. Like it's just like little details where he's like, "Oh yeah, the brake pads on the camper, like there's those are rich in zinc." Yeah, you know, like the Gear, average person, is, the average person isn't going to know that. And the fact that you know the writers put that in here is just like those are the little details that make this so believable. Where it's like all the science jargon, even before when when Walt's trying to explain to his student Barry about like electrons and carbon and everything that's composed, covalent bonds right? and stuff, yeah. covalent bonds, right and and then here he's he's going going over all of the battery stuff with Jesse and he's like this is you know this is your cathode this is your this is the uh this this is the electron and all this kind of stuff right and Jesse's is finally kind of starting to learn uh yeah and then when they finally do get the batteries to work and the RV to start it's just a, such a good scene because 
there's no celebration. There's no, no, they're just so exhausted emotionally and physically. They've just survived, but it's such a good, it's such a good contrast to when they cooked all like 40 pounds of meth. Right. And they're <laughs> stoked and they're on top of the world. And now like they've literally survived, but they can't even celebrate and they don't even start driving right. Well, you know, I got to warm up the, the battery, but still like the Walt just kind of like sit, sits there and Jesse just like, there's just, it's so, it's such an empty celebration for sure. Cause like they're at, the end of it all, right? Yeah. They're at the end of their, like, as Walt was pointing out, their bodies are depleted. There's nothing left. They haven't had water in forever. Yeah. So you're right. It's like a muted celebration. And then uh, Jesse drops back, Walter back off at the the airport so Skyler can pick him up. And that's where you have the great scene where he's just like, I can trust you, right? He's like, yeah, you know, whatever happens mm-hmm. to you, your share goes to your family. And it's like I said before, we know Jesse's character. We know he's not lying about that. Where if it was the other way around, not yeah. so sure Walt would follow through. I don't know if he would. You're right. And then again, the, the, to me, this is, might be the best episode so far because we have all the science stuff, you know, the chemistry stuff that Walt talks about. And then we go to the oncologist's office and all of this medical jargon gets explained to us too. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it so believable. And like, and it just, it almost feels like a mystery movie yeah. where all the stuff you thought was happening, all these red herrings that were thrown your way, like the blood in his hand, the big spot in his CT scan. There's an explanation for all of it. Your cancer is actually in remission, Walt. Mm-hmm. Oh, the blood. It's because you, you have, uh, it's from uh, tearing your esophagus because of all the coughing. The coughing is caused by this radiation, the side effect from the radiation. It's actually just tissue damage. It, we can treat that with like, he just is like, I can give you some like cortisone for that. It'll Basically be fine. Like antibiotics. Or yeah. yeah. You're, yeah, you're right. Like cortisone or something, something, an anti-inflammatory, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's just so like the way it just all gets explained, it doesn't feel like a deus machina, right? It doesn't feel like it comes out of nowhere. It's like, it's because that opening scene where Marie makes one comment to Walt mm-hmm. and he sees his scan and he thinks the worst and then, it, but it works on the viewer too. Because now yeah. we're conditioned to think Marie said this, Walt saw that. Now Walt is having all these side effects, or all these he has all these conditions. Like we must assume the worst. Yeah, definitely. And it kind of shows that way the hu- like the human mind will sometimes always go in that direction, right? When Walt's yeah. when Walt's laying in bed with Skylar, he's already assuming the worst, and she says, "Why can't you just maybe think that it could be better?" Yeah, you never know. It could be could be fine, Walt. Yeah, yeah. it's like Skylar's telling you this, so. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, Hank, just like, oh, yeah. Like, when he's, like, he's just like, he's like cheering almost like it's a sporting event when he finds out that Walt's cancer, his tumor's gone down by 80%. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he's, you know, he's celebrating, he's, he's hugging his family, but then great last scene. He's in the bathroom, he's cleaning his face. He's, it all, he's processing all of it, and he looks at himself, and he just realizes... What the fuck am I going to do now? He's fucked. Yeah. Like, can't yeah, get out. Full, you can't get out, man. You're fully in it. Yeah. Because he was only doing it because he thought he was going to die. Yeah. So Again, this is where I talk about like it being a bit of a turning point in the series. Because now it's the point of no return at this point. Yep. Because, the you know, like you said, they, they threw all these red herrings and then no, actually he is getting better. And yep. so now where does, where does the story move forward now? Wow. You know, how deep is he going to get into it? But now we, do, but is the frustration not that he has to keep doing it, or that he doesn't have an excuse for doing it anymore? Because the excuse is always, "Oh, it's for my family. I need to leave them something." Now he doesn't no, have. I, 
uh, no, for me, I think it's how do you, you, you no longer, how can you justify the web of lies continuously now if you survive? Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. Is that more just like he always assumed death was going to end his ability to have to justify any of his actions and or just think that, deal with them, deal with them in any capacity. Exactly. And now mm-hmm. I think he realizes that like he could be screwed cause he might have to keep doing it. So yeah, great. It was a great end scene. Yeah. Definitely. Um, okay. Categories. Yes. Uh, what was your favorite scene out of these episodes, Neil? So like I kind of mentioned, my favorite scene was the, when they try and scare Saul. Okay. I, I love that scene. I just love yeah. Saul. I love him bantering at the beginning about like, Oh, are you, I don't even, I don't, I didn't write it down, but when he's just talking, he starts lifting off these names of clearly somebody he's like in trouble with in some capacity. He's like, Oh, you're not them. Okay. Well, I'm Saul Goodman. Yeah. I can help you. What do you <laughs> yeah. mean? Yeah. <laughs> like immediately goes back into the lawyer. He's like, I can help you with this and this. And he just like, doesn't stop talking, even though he's the one like under interrogation, which is fantastic. Oh yeah. So, that's so good. I just, and like you said, he's like, pay me a dollar. Then it's <laughs> confidentiality. Like, yeah, like you said, he just he, the way he's able to turn it in that scene is just so good. So well, then he the, even like he says that in that when he goes to see Walt at the school, he's like, "I'm your lawyer, Walt. Whatever you say to me, I don't have to worry." It. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. My favorite is from the same episode, but it is the drug deal scene with with the DEA and with Walt and Badger sitting on the wrong bench. Like I just thought oh, okay. that I yeah. just thought that it was funny, but there's still like real tension in in the scene too. For sure, because it's like, oh my god, he's gonna fuck it up. Like, his yeah. badger gonna fuck this one up. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, just like Badger himself is just a pretty underrated character. He just like, Yo, so we're gonna do this, man? Like, he's just looking at the guy sitting next to him. And this guy's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, you bring the stuff, and the guy's just like, what? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I just loved it. I thought, I thought they're. Hank and Hank and Walt's interaction, and then Jesse and Walt's interaction, and then Jesse just being like wrong bench, wrong guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And Walt's just like, "Get out! I'll, I'll figure something." I was like, "Get out! The DA is right there." He's like, "Get out!" And you just Jesse get, gets out of the car and doesn't really know what to do. He's just like, "Fuck! Fuck! Fuck!" Uh, yeah. I love that. Uh, favorite quote? Oh, my favorite quote. What did I have? I quickly find it here my notes what do you, if you want to do yours first yeah so it's right after uh the whole thing happens with like the scene that you like when walton yeah. and jesse take saul to the desert they he's like I, i'll help you guys clean this up and it's when he it's when he tells them that it's going to cost them eighty thousand dollars and he says conscious gets expensive doesn't it because I think I think that is such a good, just that one line shows the difference between the way Walt and Jesse want to deal with things. For Walt, he kind of was okay with just offing Badger and moving on. Yeah. But Jesse's like, no, we, this is the price of doing business, and it's going to cost us $80,000. And yeah, I think going forward, that's always going to be some, that's, that's going to be something that's going to drive a wedge between the two of them, is how much it costs to ha- still have a conscience. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, you actually already said it. I had uh, congratulations. You just left your family a secondhand soup. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, so we both I liked it because because for me, like it was it was just a reminder um, that they are still struggling. Like yeah. we're it's a season and a half in, and it's not like Walt 
they haven't made any money yet, really. Yeah. They keep running into these things where you do have to give away $80,000. And so that's, yeah, you had already mentioned it, and that was what I had written down because it just yeah. was, like I said, it was just such a good microcosm and then delivered by Saul in such a way that it's like, he's basically like, and right after, right, he gives the, well, that's my uh, lawyer opinion. Yeah. Like, you got to cook more, man. Like, uh, so I think it goes without saying for both of our MVPs, even though he's only in one episode plus an extra scene, it's got to be yeah, Saul. Saul. It's got to be Saul. There's um, no, it's really tough. That that episode is just he's just Badger's on. a close second though. He is Badger's really good. <laughs> but no, but yeah. Saul's just on fucking fire. Yeah, uh, that's like that's pitching a perfect game and then going out and playing in the NL in the old NL and hitting a home run in the first inning of the next game. Yeah, I have to imagine that like people people had watched Breaking Bad and then immediately were the, the feedback on Saul must have been amazing because, like I said, I believe he becomes a regular already by the next season. So, mm. uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little bit of love towards Jane too. Yeah, she's actually pretty good. Yeah, because she's she's the good like she's trying to keep Jesse partially grounded in some yeah. way. Um, but it, that that storyline's gonna. But I just like the depth, the, like the depth they give her character. She's it's a sort of like gothic-looking girl, but she's mm-hmm. like she's very cultured. She's pretty smart. She picks up on things pretty easily, and she doesn't back down from a guy like Walt. Yeah, which is always good. Yeah. So yeah, man, we're it's it's season two's over next week, Neil. We got four episodes yeah, we got next four, week. Four episodes. It'll be man, I episode. Th- I, I'll say this: like at the end of four days out, I felt a little drained. Yeah, and that last scene. That last scene was like was pretty. That was, it was just so well done. Yeah, it was so well done. You go through this whole emotional, exhaustive journey with Jesse and Walt in the desert, and you think it. You think the worst, and then oh, it's just such a roller coaster. It was so well done. Mm-hmm. And coming off the comedy of the episode right before it of the Better Call Saul episode, perfect back to back. So I'm looking yeah. forward to see how this epi- how the season ends. Yeah. Uh, I know Phoenix, I believe, is the second last, uh, the penultimate episode. That's the one that Cranston got nominated for, won for, won the Emmy for. So I'm looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we'll figure it. We'll I'm do that all. I'm looking forward to Gus getting introduced, uh, I believe, in episode 10. So the next episode. No, sorry. Sorry. Because we do yes. 10, 11, 12, 13. Uh, 11, next. Number 11. Okay, cool. Number 11. Gus is coming in number 11. He's an important character. So. All right, sweet. All right, yeah. so we will, uh, yeah, we'll cover that next week, next Thursday, uh, Monday. We we're off the bench again. These series are dropping, dropping left and right, Neil. Yep. By the time we roll on Monday, I don't know where we'll be in the sports world, but till then, <laughs> uh, follow us on social media at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all two man booth. Check out our website, tmbmedia.ca. We'll have a have the new goat court up. The Millennial artist, the greatest millennial artist of all time, Neil. Millennial artist edition. Yes. Yes. I already got some feedback saying, hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) I like it. Uh, Yeah. So until then, anything else? Oh, yeah. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Share the podcast with people. Give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, yeah, we'll do. We'll finish up Breaking Bad next week, and then we'll. I think we're gonna do a movie, an actors you visited after that. Till then, Neil. Uh, no, nothing else. All right, guys. Thank you. Stay safe. Stay healthy.